hello and welcome to the Great Park Hop. My name is Julian James and continuing to join us live from the Hall Cave, where he's still sore from all those high fives he's been giving himself once he heard that the Epcot Food and Wine Festival will be going on while we're out there in October. The man, the myth, the legend, Henry Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Every other week we get together to discuss the latest and greatest theme park news happenings and burning topics from the lands of Disney, Universal, and beyond. But before launching into things, you always like to note that Henry works at the Walt Disney Company. As always, though, his opinions are fully his own. So, Henry, how about it, my dude? Food and Wine Festival at Epcot going on in October. We got tickets purchased for Boo Bash. It is all coming together, my friend. Yeah, I mean, we got everything, and I am a lot poorer now. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it is. It's kind of insane. So, yeah, when 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 that total was read off to me, it did kind of hit different. Where it was like, wait a second, this is like for three hours. <laughs> I mean, maybe a few extra if you uh, count the, you know, a uh, few extra hours that you get into Magic Kingdom early, but that's it's a spicy meatball, man. That was what, uh, you know, like, what was it? Like 50 bucks, $60 an hour, basically, that we're paying? Yeah. I mean, actually, it's more than that, but... <laughs> oh. But yeah. 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 Well, it once I once I got oh, the go tickets, ahead. I was like, "All right, make sure." Uh, I told the wife, "Yeah, you got to make sure you drink as many of those sodas, eat as much popcorn, and all that ice cream. We got to make up this make up this money, make it worthwhile." <laughs> I think. I think if nothing else, it has solidified the 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 plan that we all go to the Magic Kingdom for Boo Bash dressed as like garbage men and we just fill up empty garbage bags with all of the free stuff the complimentary items uh, on our way out the door <laughs> just like load them up and then throw it over our shoulder and we're just like hey man we're, we're garbage men what are we talking about here this is what we do yeah well this is, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of that stuff to uh equal what we paid for those tickets. So we're going to, we're going to need some hefty, some really big bags. (laughs) (laughs) A couple. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's almost like though the, uh, the gods of Disney world heard your sorrow, your cries of anguish, and they rewarded you with this food and wine festival that man, you have been putting out there. You, you have been speaking truth to this. For, uh, for, for, it feels like for months at this point, hoping, praying, wishing that there will be a, uh, some kind of food festival. And, and not only do you have some kind of food festival, you have the big food festival going on at Epcot. So at least you can, uh, you can kind of, you know, eat your sorrows away. Yeah. I really feel like when we come back from this, I will have gained at least 10 pounds, if not more. It, again, it's all balanced. That 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 ten pounds will have also been lost uh, from your wallet. So you know it'll be a nice balance. Every everything in balance, my guy. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. Uh, yeah, man. It's 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 a good week. It's only been a week since we've really last 
kind of talked. It, it, it seems like it made sense to kind of have this chat now, given I just got back from uh, my own Disneyland trip, two days, one day at each park, one day at Disneyland, uh, Monday at Disneyland, Tuesday at California Adventure, specifically for Avengers Campus. That was an experience, and we're going to get into all of that in a second here, but there's just been so much news again. I think last time we were talking about how crazy it was that there was just news dropping constantly and changes constantly happening at Disneyland and, and, and nothing has changed <laughs> one week later, there are still just major, major changes to, uh, to talk about and that have completely, uh, you know, invalidated a lot of this feedback that I'm going to have and any kind of advice I could give about my trip. So it, it, it just kind of exists in its own little pocket of time. And, uh, and that'll be that, but, but we can, we can, we can get into some of that later. Uh, but yeah, dude. So, you know, just kind of going through rattling off some of the updates here, we could loop back around at the end and just kind of talk about the really big ones. But we have Phil Harmagic that's now open pretty much on weekends. That's in California Adventure. Uh, we have uh, the Disneyland Ban and the Davy Crockett Canoes returning on Friday, June 18th. They've been doing all sorts of, while well, I was there, they were doing cast member uh, tests uh, on both that and on both the canoes and on uh, the raft for Tom Sawyer's Island. So that's getting ready to reopen. We on June 25th, we've got Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters reopening. And, and Henry's really excited about that. I am. Uh, I, dude, I know. <laughs> this is you, it, you, it will be opening for you while you're there. So it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be prime. Yes. It, it, you're gonna be setting the pace for everyone else that's gonna come after you, man. This is when you want. You want to hit it when it's freshly reopened. Yeah, hopefully everything's working. All the guns are working properly and all the, oh, man. the targets are working properly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have some bad news, uh, at least in, in yeah. from my experience. But uh but uh yeah, we we've got fireworks coming back on uh July 4th, very fitting, at least at Disneyland. We got July 1st at Disney World. They're gonna be doing fireworks. So that's going to start up again. On July 9th, we have the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail at California Adventure uh, reopening. That's kind of a that's kind of a sleeper in my opinion. It's such a cool area. And uh, and while I was there, it wasn't just closed. I think a lot of the uh, speculation was that 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 attraction was closed because it was just like a high touch area and very difficult to social distance. And that's definitely true though. While I was there, there was a lot of scaffoldings, uh, scaffolding up all over the structure. So they were definitely doing some work. So it'll be interesting to see how that's looking. If nothing else, fresh coat of paint, which is never a bad thing. Yeah. Then on the, uh, on the 15th, which is, uh, today, the day that we're recording, Tuesday the 15th, we've got Sleeping Beauty's Castle Walkthrough that has reopened. We've got the Golden Zephyr in DCA that has reopened. And we've got the Animation Academy that includes the, uh, what is that, the Sorcerer's Workshop that also is reopening. Another underrated area in uh, in California Adventure. So that is all there. And and specifically those that are opening today. Again, we had heard Sleeping Beauty's Castle closed because of social distancing. Golden Zephyr closed because of social distancing. Animation Academy closed because of social distancing. 
reason that those are all opening today is because there is no more social distancing and masks are no longer required, dot, 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 as long as you're vaccinated, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, everyone is... uh, it's that we're just trusting that people are doing it. There's no validation uh, process in place there. From what I had heard uh, today, being the first day that uh, masks were no longer being required and there was no social distancing uh, in anywhere, people were saying that it was like 90% of people that were entering the park definitely weren't wearing masks. So that must be 90% of the 50% of people that have had both shots fully vaccinated. So that's uh, that's all good, I guess. Um, but it, nothing else, man, that is a, that is a major step towards normalcy. And part of that social distancing is indoor queues that are now allowed to be open. That was, uh, that created a lot of the insanity that we've been hearing about that I witnessed. So that is, uh, that's a big one too. It also means that they can start to get people doing indoor dining again, which we should start to see a few more spots open up. I've heard that there was pretty large drop of availability at lamplight that occurred because of this. Mm-hmm. So that's all good news. Uh, so yeah, man, a lot of movement going on. Henry, you have a trip in July, early July, after all of these changes, as a matter of fact. I'm yes. curious what your feeling is. Are you feeling really positive about all of this? I mean, I guess it's hard not um, to, right? I'm a little bit like, I'm just the. I think I'm a little bit scattered at this point of like, what am I going to experience at this time? Cause uh, you know, I'm not sure what the capacity is going to be at that point. Cause I know they say they're going to be open. I mean, the, the parks can open to a hundred percent capacity now, but I highly doubt they would just go like day one, we're open to a hundred percent capacity. I'm sure it's going to like, they're going to build up to it, but you don't know what that capacity is going to be. So I just hope that it's not like slammed with people. Um, I just hope that everything moves like smoothly. You know, um, I know that uh, things are starting to like, it's not everything is going to be mobile order, which has been kind of one of those things that have been kind of like, frustrating for people is that you can't get food because the mobile orders are like locked up in the first like hour or so that you get into the park um so i mean i'm just hoping that everything goes smoothly so i'm i'm still a bit uh of a wreck when i think about our trip (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) a little bit of anxiety still um, I'm feeling a little bit better now that I'm hearing that, you know, they have standby lines for the food at least now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still kind of like, we'll see what happens as far as like, I need to be able to ride what web slingers, at least that one time I can ride it. <laughs> so, uh, stressful. Yes. It's a bit stressful. Um, then this whole, like, I guess since I, I am vaccinated and we're both fully vaccinated, I'm not as worried about getting sick on our trip. Um, but I mean, I think I would, if I had like little kids, uh, and the whole idea that it's the honor system on whether you wear a mask or not, I think I would definitely be super stressed because 
the people who don't want to wear masks and aren't fully vaccinated have no honor in my eye, in my eyes. So, yeah. it's, uh, so I mean, that's kind of one of those things that I think would stress me out. But like I, like I said, we're fully vaccinated, and uh, I don't think we would be planning this trip. I, I wouldn't have planned this trip if we weren't both fully vaccinated. Totally. But, so, yeah, man. Well, it, it, I mean. Definitely sounds like my initial feeling was this is, it is, uh, I mean, it's just, it is positive. Like we can kind of, um, or at least getting into my experience a little bit, definitely overall, the biggest challenges that, that I, that I saw throughout the parks were specifically with that social distancing, the social distancing created, uh, a lot of chaos and, you know, to Disney's credit, they did a very good job of trying to mitigate as much of it as possible and trying to create a little bit of order throughout it. But, um, but yeah, the social distancing was, was a rough one and, and just the way, especially how that manifested itself within queue lines, it was pretty wild. Um, so yeah, so I think that'll be that'll be a huge update. And I mean, again, like one of the things that we've seen, um, I I experienced it while I was there, but we've been hearing about it as well, is that they have been very quick and very good about adapting to kind of feedback and changes and problems that uh, either they've noticed or they've been hearing from guests. Like again, like I, I got a survey like immediately as soon as I returned home and and uh, I filled it out even though it was ridiculously long, they definitely have to do a better job about uh, trimming that down a little bit. Cause it's insane. It's like, how many pages are we going to go through here? I mean, I'm not getting paid for this. Uh, I'm helping you out. So, uh, but still like I had no doubt that someone was going to read that and was, you know, throwing that into the pile of other feedback that they've been getting and that it would be acted upon. So, um, so certainly by the time that you're, dates roll around, I feel like any kind of issues or kind of growing pains that they're experiencing with this kind of lifting of social distancing and masks, I think that, uh, I think it'll, it'll probably have settled by then. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what I was hoping is that by the time we go, there's a lot of things ironed out. Um, and so it's, it's, it is a better, uh, trip, but like I said, it, I think more. I'm more concerned with like the crowds and and that kind of stuff, and making sure that I get, you know, I want to be able to try all those the those dishes that I want to try out at Pim's Test Kitchen. Yeah, I think that's that's the main that's the main concern right now for for me and the wife and whatnot, um, so that you know. I can enjoy the food, but then also I can bring back a good report on like the things that people should definitely try out and whatnot. Um, so let's, uh, once, uh, once we're done recording, let's, uh, let's chat about it. I, I have some top secret Intel that worked extremely well for me in terms of securing everything I wanted to secure. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about it here because it is top secret, Henry. If I tell everyone, <laughs> then everyone will know, and it will not work for me. And that is what is important, that it works for me. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll talk about it. There are definitely ways if you, uh, you know, if you're, if you're not Henry Hall, someone that knows me very well, uh, there are other, uh, plenty of other methods out there that people are sharing 
many of which work. I just don't think that they're as good and effective as mine. So, uh, which is a perfect transition into my experience because, and, and again, like I said, with all of these changes, <laughs> a lot of what I experienced, if you go to Disneyland, if you find yourself walking throughout the parks, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to assume that it's probably not going to be applicable. Certainly a lot of the Avengers campus stuff is, uh, and we'll get into that, but, uh, but a lot of it isn't. So this is just, like I said, a moment in time, trapped in time, a very unique point in the uh, history of Disneyland that, uh, I was fortunate, I guess, to experience. But anyway, so I had two days at the parks, Monday at Disneyland, uh, Tuesday at DCA. I was very nervous about this because I'm trying to remember the last time that I did not have park park hopping capabilities, either through tickets that I had purchased or through just being an annual pass holder. I, I pretty much always had the ability to go back and forth between parks. So it was a very strange kind of feeling, planning everything out, um, thinking like I'm locked into this park through the day. And it actually was fine. Worked out totally well. There was plenty to do, obviously. Uh, and it uh, it gave ample time for me to focus on the things that I really wanted to focus on and not feel super rushed, not feel like, oh God, I have to, you know, this line's got to hurry up because I've got a reservation over at the other park uh, later, you know, none of that. So it, it ended up being really, really uh, a good thing. Like you, I was really nervous about, on Tuesday especially, getting that boarding group into, uh, for Web Slingers specifically though, to get into Avengers Campus and to avoid this standby line that they had started so that if you weren't lucky enough to get a boarding group at either 7 a.m. or 12 uh, p.m., that uh, you could still have access to the land. You just had to wait in line, and they were only allowing a certain number of people in at a time. They said it was for social distancing, so I'm curious how that's going to work, if that's still going to be into effect uh, now that social distancing is lifted. I hope so. But, uh, but anyway, that was a big concern. I did not want to wait in what people were saying was a four, five, six-hour line just to access uh, Avengers Campus, especially if I already knew I wasn't going to be riding web slingers. That, that did not sound like a recipe for fun to me. Yeah. So, uh, so that was, yeah, major nerves about that. But again, not my main concern on Monday. I was going to Disneyland. My main concern was, can I get a boarding group for... Rise of the Resistance, and uh, you know, getting into that, getting into the zone of boarding group madness. Unfortunately for me, uh, I was uh, literally in the air, flying down to Disneyland at that seven a.m. time frame uh, when that first boarding pass drops, and uh, uh, luckily I had the foresight. I purchased Wi-Fi was fast enough to uh, give me access to the Disneyland app. And I was able to get a boarding group at 7 a.m. for like boarding group like 45, <laughs> which was great. It was awesome. It was, I was like, this is perfect. It is setting the tone for a positive trip. Nailed that 7 a.m. boarding pass, like, you know, in the air. Like, I felt like that was, that was like a major achievement for me unlocked. Uh, that could just be me talking into, looking at myself in the mirror, telling me how great I am. 
Nothing new. <laughs> Nothing new there. But anyway, so uh, so I land the earliest because I'm flying down. Uh, I basically land in Orange County at 8.15, hustle over to Disneyland, get there at 8.45, and Henry Hall, oh my God, the harbor entrance was insanity. Oh. It was insanity. And I had been hearing back and forth, again, like just, keep, just keeping my ear to the ground in terms of how things were looking at Disneyland. Some people were saying the harbor entrance previously had been great. Some people were saying it had been a mess. Some people were saying previously that the Disneyland hotel entrance where everyone coming in from Mickey and Friends parking lot, that that was a mess. Some people were saying that that was, uh, that was fine. The day that I was there, Harbor was a goddamn mess. <laughs> it was so bad. Basically, you show up and there are just like layers of people and lines are moving in various different directions and like it was impossible to see where the beginning of the line was, but everyone was just moving. And yeah. so I kind of walked down Harbor away from Disneyland, trying to find the end of the line. Can't find the end of the line. Eventually I find it down by the Anaheim, <laughs> like a yeah. block and a half away from the entrance. Long yeah, story short. Sorry, go ahead. I, I saw videos of that, and it was insane. I mean, just crazy. Because the place where they have the buses that uh, the come in and drop people off from the parking lots, since that's not since that's not running, they have lines. Of, the line goes through that, yep. and all down through those areas. It's it was just insane. That was so ridiculous. It went throughout that bus area, and it's like looping around. They had this whole kind of labyrinth constructed to fit as many lines of people in there to extend it out as much as possible. But then you also went into, it's got to be like a transport area off to the side too. And there were two layers of lines in that transport area. And the crazy thing, of course, is, you know, they're trying to limit how many different entrance areas that people have. So the unfortunate thing was everyone that was going to, whether you were going to DCA, whether you're going to Disneyland, everyone's in the same line. So of course, you have a lot of people that were there super early trying to get access to Avengers Campus and skip that standby line uh, that are all mixed in with people that are just trying to get into Disneyland. So it takes me about an hour to get inside the uh, inside the park. I'm not tripping too much. It's I know that most of that crowd is going to DCA, so I'm not uh, I'm not tripping that much. I basically just make my way over to uh, Galaxy's Edge, and by that time, my boarding pass is pretty much being called. Uh, I ride that. It was it was great, fantastic. Just as I mean, that was that was basically like one of the the last trip that I was at in January of 2020. That was the highlight there. So it felt like a great kind of, of like the loop had been complete, <laughs> you know, of like, all right, we're back. We're back, baby. And, you know, at this point, I just kind of go through the motions of being at Disneyland. And it was a very easy thing to do. I think a lot of people that were there at the park were kind of just getting into the rhythm, right? Like, especially if you've been to Disneyland quite a bit, which I imagine most of these people that are attending the park at this point have been, uh, you know, you just have a rhythm to things, right? Like you just have a flow. You like to go certain places at certain times. You like to sit at your favorite spots. You like to attend your 
you know, you, you like to you like to go get your favorite snacks. You like to ride your favorite rides. You just kind of get into that rhythm. Maybe it's an order. Maybe it's whatever. And um, and in many ways, it was easy to do that. Obviously, right? Like it was. It was. It's still Disneyland, and it felt like you were at Disneyland. It felt great. And in many ways, it was just really difficult to do that, <laughs> right? So, like I, like I was starting to, like I was saying, like the um, because at least at this point, social distancing, quote end quote, was still in effect. Really, there was zero social distancing going on at. <laughs> Disneyland and at California Adventure, unless you were actively waiting in a line and it was being enforced. Otherwise, you were just in the mix with everybody else, shoulder to shoulder, uh, which felt super weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was really strange to be at this park where they were heavily enforcing social distancing. But then, you know, because it's Disneyland, it's a smaller park, there were just all of these choke points where you were just slammed in with everyone else. Uh, and so, you know, I wore my, uh, uh, my KN95, KN95 mask that I wore on the, on the flight down there. It basically just left that on and <laughs> tripped me out a little bit too much to, to, uh, to downgrade to just the standard kind of fabric mask after that. So, um, so that was weird in and of itself. But the other thing that was weird is while you were kind of waiting in line, again, you had people going through their kind of motions of, hey, we're in line, we're in a really long line for like a haunted mansion. I basically camped out around New Orleans Square for like probably the first few hours of the day just because I wanted to hit Pirates. I wanted to hit Haunted Mansion and check out uh, kind of how that refurbishment went. Again, like, man, it's been forever since Haunted Mansion has been uh, operational. And I think the last time I went was when we went together uh, in... Uh, 2019, uh, November of 2019, and that was the holiday version. So I couldn't even yeah. tell you when, like, the non-holiday version uh, I had been on before that. So very exciting. It was generally speaking, like, 45-minute to an hour wait throughout most of it. But as was the case with any of these places where uh, there were long lines, first of all, trying to find where the line started was always difficult. <laughs> it was basically... Uh, it was like, because everything was socially distanced and they were enforcing it, it, these lines were like sprawling, like, and, and because, you know, you have, especially in that New Orleans area, you've got like pirates pretty close to Haunted Mansion. And so those lines were like trying to figure out which line was, which was wild. Uh, chances are you were finding the you were finding the 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 start point of all of these lines within the rivers of America somewhere, right? Like it was it was somewhere in the rivers of America in these like lines of people. You would see somebody holding a sign that said "Haunted Mansion line starts here." That was really weird. Uh, but because people were in these lines, they were like, "Oh, okay, we'll do what we normally do," and the wife would or the husband would step out and get like churros and bring them back. Problem is can't eat food unless you're in a designated, you know, food spot. That is not a line. So there were oftentimes people coming into line with food or getting out of line to grab food and they'd come back and a cast member was, was they were very good about this, quickly telling them, hey, got to put those away. Can't eat them in line. A couple people were, were not so thrilled about this. <laughs> it was a weird thing. It was like, really? We're going to 
we're going to make an issue here. Like this cast member is not like, they're just following rules, you know, like they're just told what to, what, what to enforce here. Yeah. Generally people were pretty good, but there were definitely a few, uh, a few bad apples, let's say that were just, that were just really just kind of complaining about things. 50 year old babies pretty much. But, uh, <laughs> But still, you know, uh, it, it was, it, again, this is like the rhythm thing of just everyone's rhythm just kind of felt off when you were trying to do what you normally would do. You'd, you'd run into these walls of like, oh, yeah, I guess it's not fully the old Disneyland that I remember. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Haunted Mansion was great. I loved it. I was able to, I wrote it twice. And uh, both times I was pulled out, asked if I wanted to skip the line and go through the secret entrance, which I said like, yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't want to wait in an hour line. So it ended up being like a 20-minute wait versus uh, an hour. Uh, it did mean that I didn't get to see the stretching room, but that was okay. The uh, The secret entrance was like, um, must be like a cast member kind of entrance or something like that. But basically, it was within the mausoleum area. You kind of curve in. There was a door that opened up. It dressed it kind of nicely with some uh, some memorabilia and some some kind of accurate costumes and and uh, props from Haunted Mansion, but you walk down the stairs and you pretty much exited into the queue area right after, right where the uh, uh, stretching room lets out. Okay. So it was fine. It was great. Uh, the ride felt good. The uh, The first time I rode it didn't stop at all. It was great. It was like, whoa, I don't, I don't remember the last time that this happened. Uh and uh, I didn't have the issue with a lot of people were complaining about it. It felt really dark. Mm. Uh, it, it wasn't the case for me. I'm sure it helped that that day that I was at Disneyland, it was very overcast. And then also because I wasn't in line outside for very long, mm. my eyes hadn't fully adjusted to like a bright outside. I don't know if that was it. But regardless, like it felt, it felt just as it normally did. The new additions that were there felt really good. It didn't feel like significantly different. It didn't feel significantly upgraded. Uh, that's definitely not a bad thing. I, I, I want the traditional haunted mansion that I know and love, but uh, but I know that there was a lot of speculation that maybe there were some new elements. Not really. There's a couple of new additions in the. I think it was like the loading area. I don't think there's anything else that I can think of that was updated. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I'd be happy if just everything is fixed <laughs> and, and working properly. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, like uh, the. Um, this is kind of a deep cut for for uh, for real sticklers of detail, but uh, on pirates, you know, when you were kind of after you um, after you go through the drops and you go through like that uh, that uh, the bedroom scene where the there's the kind of pirate skeleton, the piano's back, it's playing before it had been gone for I don't know how long that specific set and the music was there, but the piano was gone. Yeah. Back, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Okay. That was a cool little detail. Um, but, uh, but yeah, generally the, the rides were great. I, the fact that the, the one nice thing about the social distancing was that, uh, oftentimes you just had a lot of space <laughs> on ride vehicles that you normally wouldn't. Right. Mm. So, uh, either that meant unlike, uh, rise of the resistance, for instance, they had separated ride vehicles out by like one party in the front, one party in the back, as opposed to just filling all the seats. So I yeah. had the whole back road myself, which was kind of cool. Splash Mountain. I had an entire log to myself, which was just pretty awesome. We didn't get uh, 
as I texted you, that was the key to not getting soaked was just <laughs> at my own log. Wasn't weighted down at all. It was like, I was really worried. Like, Am I really going to get wet? Again, like not a great like water ride day. I was kind of worried that it was going to get soaked and then just be pretty chilly the rest of the day. I wasn't going to fully dry. That was not a problem because I got like barely wet at all. <laughs> it's like, yeah. perfect. This is what I want. The key to not getting wet, really splashed or wet on a water ride, not being in the same boat with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, but uh, this was a complete opposite kind of situation, at least when it came to, uh, when it came to like weather, especially, like I said, that was like super, super uh, overcast on that first day. That second day, um, it, you know, it was super bright sunlight, maybe kind of like mid eighties, which was nice. But again, like that, that was really where some of these extended cues and social distance cues really became uh, kind of a problem Yeah, in that, like, you know, cars land, for instance, mm, the yeah. line entered at uh, for radiator Springs racers. It started at the entrance to the ride, looped all the way down to the, uh, you know, through, um, basically out to the exit by, what is that? The Pacific pier. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It went all the way down and then looped all the way back and then re-entered the queue and then went into a whole extended queue area inside the normal queue that I had never seen before hmm. where you were going into like a bunch of the little like cabins on the, uh, in the, you know, that were kind of like decorated with like bottles and stuff like that. Oh. For some reason I had, I never, it may be because I'm, I'm usually fast, uh, fast passing that ride. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to wait in the normal queue. I've been in there a couple of times and, and yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal in those. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. But they have like no shade set up. So like yeah. that entire hour long wait, you were in like direct sunlight the entire time. And again, like no drinking. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. How, how are you expecting that people are going to be waiting in these kinds of lines and not uh, drinking? But that was the expectation. There were definitely, let me just say, again, I, I I don't know what the, if there was a difference or if it was just kind of like just a weird observation, definitely felt a little more lax in terms of enforcing those social distance and no eating and drinking rules uh, in line. Uh, it felt a little more lax at DCA than it did at Disneyland. So Take that for what you will. Again, not going to be a problem now. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing. I think the the hardest. If 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 I was to pick like one thing that was the kind of biggest downer, it was it was the food situation, but not I think what I was expecting. So again, like as you had kind of alluded to, we had talked about before. There was a lot of discussion about just how much of a mess the mobile ordering system was. Mm-hmm. And that, like, you basically had to book your stuff early in the day just to ensure that uh, nothing was going to get sold out or that, you know, you weren't going to be out of a slot when you yeah. were really interested in something. That wasn't a problem. Generally, things were pretty well spaced. Like, when you wanted something, maybe you had to wait like an hour or two for like some of the more popular stuff. Tropical Hideaway, for instance, was it had just switched to standby there was no mobile order available there was like a little notification which was great could just walk up and get it um but what was there were kind of like two sort of things that did bother me one less of an issue second major issues the first thing that was kind of eh 
was uh, oftentimes when you were ordering from the mobile order, you know, through the mobile order system, the menu items weren't consistent with what you were seeing if you just went to menu. Oh. We're looking at the menu of the place. So, for instance, Tropical Hideaway. On the menu, they list that they have like a a, a, a chili mango swirl. Which sounded great to me, man. I was like, this is what I'm going to get. I'm so fired up about this chili mango swirl. I was like looking forward to it throughout the day. I was picking specifically hottest part of the day. Swoop into Tropical Hideaway. Bam, get that chili mango swirl. I get there, very short line, get to the front. Hey, I want, I want this chili mango swirl. I say it a little nicer than that. That sounds, that sounds a little dickish. <laughs> um, but, uh, and they're like, sorry, we, we, we do not have it. It's like, you're like, you're sold out or you just don't have it. They were like, yeah, we, we, we just, today we're not, we're not doing it. Oh. So, it was a big bummer, really bummed. Of course, like I love Dole Whips. I still like that swirl, that, uh, that lemon pineapple swirl was great. Bit of a disappointment, though. Similarly, like, you know, uh, there were, like, places I was looking for, like, a chimichanga. And on the menu, a couple places listed chimichangas. When I went to go order, nothing. No chimichanga. <clears throat> on the plus side, Bengal barbecue weren't listing the uh, the uh, bacon-wrapped asparagus skewers. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Sleeper choice. Gotta get it every time I go. Um wasn't listed in the menu, but when I went to go place my order, it was there. Oh, that was nice. good. I was very happy about that. So uh, so that was like a, a mild annoyance. But what was, I felt a major issue. Hopefully it's not as much of one now. Was the seating situation, dude. The seating situation for food was never good. <laughs> it was always bad, dude. So for instance, uh, the uh, Bengal barbecue. Pick that up. And there were just like no places to sit. You kind of walked around, you looked in the, you know, they've converted that old kind of like gift shop into an indoor eating area, which is great mm-hmm. now. Uh, but there were no places there. Walked kind of all around Adventureland, nothing. Empty. Or uh, the opposite of empty, full. <laughs> Everything was taken. So I ended up having to go all the way down to Frontierland. There was like uh, one spot that I found available along the uh, rivers of America. It was a nice location, but it was a bit of a walk. wasn't wasn't so thrilled to be like trying to squirm my way through crowds as I had like you know these skewers of grilled meat that were cooling off by the second. Not good. Not what you want. No. Uh, and pretty much any time I purchased anything, any kind of food, that was almost always the case that there was a bit of a walk involved to kind of find a dining location, a, a seat. Yeah. So this was also, I mean, this was the case in uh, Vendor's Campus too. It's yeah. just a walk. It was a real bummer. So, uh, so like I said, hopefully that's not as much of an issue. Hopefully that uh, with social distancing kind of lifted, more indoor dining, more, uh, more kind of, table service availability just to kind of get people into, you know, somewhere else so that not everyone is slammed into and forced into mobile ordering everything. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. I'm already hearing, uh, cause a friend of ours is, was down these last two days 
and uh, they were saying things were a little bit eased up. Um, they even had a, uh, a easy time getting into Avengers Campus, uh, at least, but they didn't get a Web Slingers uh, group, uh, unfortunately, but uh, at least on the first day. I don't know if they did today or not, but uh, mm. well, oh, they didn't. Also, they also couldn't get into, uh, couldn't get a mobile order for uh, Pim's test kitchen either. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get to that in a second. That is that is its own kind of nightmare as well. Yeah, uh, but just to kind of round out Disneyland kind of experience, um, I was pretty much able to hit almost every ride that I wanted to. And I didn't even stay until closing. I think I, I think I left at maybe like eight o'clock. I couldn't do it. I tried, couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but still I was able to get everything. Uh, the new Snow White ride, Snow White's Enchanted Kiss, now uh, new and improved, less scary version, I guess. Uh, it's pretty well done, man. I was, uh, despite again, that was like a really, bizarre uh, extended queue that they had. I ended up having to like the start of the line was out by the uh, out by the castle <laughs> and it looped through like the, uh, the, the princess meet and greet area, uh, hmm. which was strange, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, the overall ride was really well done. There was a lot of that digital projection technology that we see all over the place pretty much. Mm. Um, but again, it was well done. They generally integrated it pretty well with a lot of the figures that were already there. Um, it was, it was unexpected. I didn't think that they were going to be kind of as heavy handed with that, but like I said, generally felt pretty tasteful in terms of those elements that were added. The new kind of mind scene, is uh is pretty spectacular. It feels very similar to um you know the uh Seven Dwarfs Mine Train has a scene that's kind of similar to that. Um so I'm sure that that helped inspire them for there too. Ending is also pretty good. It felt good. It felt uh it felt yeah, it felt really good, man. That music kind of kicks up at the end. You no longer you no longer have the like scary forest scene. That's all gone. Mm. Um but uh, you kind of have a, a nice happier ending where you see kind of the the uh, you see the kiss at the end of it, and then you kind of go into Snow White and Prince Charming saying goodbye to you. All well done. It feels really good. It feels really jolly. Fits well within that fantasy land setting. If uh, if I had not seen the scary version came before it, uh, you probably I just would have felt like yeah, it's felt this feels natural. Oh, I think sure. is. Uh, is about what you, the best that you can hope for, yeah. Yeah, I mean the at least you know I always hope for, of course, like any changes to be like integrated to a point where you don't. I mean, you notice them if you've ridden the ride before, but they feel like you know they feel like they fit, and it yeah. doesn't detract from the original uh, pieces in the ride. So that. It sounds awesome. I mean, everybody I've, everything I've heard is that it was, it was really good. And I'm glad that you're reporting the same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, that. that was definitely uh that was a positive surprise, negative surprise, maybe not much of a surprise though. Uh, I was able to get a boarding pass as well for Indiana Jones, weird system that they have set up. 
mm. where uh, actually I'll tell you what I showed up. That was one of the first places that I headed even before galaxy's edge to claim my boarding pass for rise of the resistance. Because I was like, I know that this is a weird situation with Indy that's going on. Um, you know, it, it has its own boarding process because they're trying to prevent that overflow queue from going into that jungle cruise area anymore. Mm. Um, so I was like, I just want to hit it. Uh, supposedly, the way that it's supposed to work is the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, it is standby. But then in the middle of the day, when usually it's more crowded in the parks, they switch to boarding passes. And they don't really tell you, hey, we're making a switch to boarding passes. It's just one of those things, man. You got to look into the virtual queue system within the app. And if uh, it's lit up to join, then you join it and hope that uh, you get one. But um, but anyway, that was my first that was my first stop because I was like, dude, let me just knock this out now. Yeah, and you got to ride Indiana Jones now. It's the 40th anniversary. It was not open when I showed up. Oh. Uh, it was down for maintenance, and they could not tell me if it was going to be open that day. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this is not not a good sign. No. <laughs> good I mean, sign for the Indiana Jones ride. Man, like, uh, it's only been open a few weeks here, and we're, we're already in a bad place. Um but uh, luckily, I, n- I noticed within a few hours, it has uh, it started taking people standby, and then it switched to virtual queue, so I was able to get a boarding pass. Easy once uh, to claim it. You know, it was basically a walk right up to the vehicle. I had the entire road to myself. And, uh, and like I said, biggest uh, surprise, non-surprise was that the ride was not 100% working. <laughs> it was like... Dude, it was uh, so. There was uh, the snake was not uh, was not fully operational. Usually, ah. you know, it kind of uh, it kind of like undulates and then sort of uh, leaps out at you. Yeah, uh, kind of lunges at you, and and that was not uh, the case. Basically, just kind of sat still. Oh, <laughs> and didn't do anything. It's like that's noticeable. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the one thing that I coun't tell you the last time that it was fully functional, the boulder was all oh. jacked up. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we show up and, uh, you kind of enter into that area. The boulder is still lit and you kind of see it sliding back into place. So it was like, well, that's, you're not supposed to see that show element reset. That's kind of a bummer. And then, uh, and then the usual issue that is present with the boulder scene where it, uh, it's not moving. It's just kind of, they, they just, uh, you know, it's rolling and then they just light it. Mm Mm-hmm. To make you know, and you kind of get close to it, uh, but it doesn't come at you. That wasn't operational, oh. so that was a big bummer, man. I was really bummed about that, especially coming off of uh, before the closures, where Indiana Jones was scheduled for a a nice uh, a nice uh, overdue um, kind of maintenance period. But yeah. that has not happened. They did not. They did not make sure that that ride was. Uh, was all fixed up uh, during the break, or maybe they did and it just didn't work. But yeah, that was a major bummer, man. I can imagine. I mean, it, it's always kind of awkward because I don't know what it is about the indie ride that turns me into short round while I'm on it. And it's, you know, I'm yelling at everything and telling Indy to, you know, watch out and, and things aren't working. And then it just feels, you know, my, my yeah. short rounds, you know, just, just not worth it. <laughs> I was curious where you were going to go with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, Indiana Jones is one of still 
kind of the uh, the kind of the best example of just like delivering on the premise of uh, you know the experience where it's just like man, it is so adrenaline pumping, and you do feel like you're in the middle of like an Indiana Jones adventure. So yeah, when you when you get these things, especially, I mean, this is also you know it is also maybe the double-edged sword of being super familiar with a lot of these rides is that you definitely notice when something's out of place. Um, maybe wouldn't have hit as hard and, and felt as weird if, uh, if it was like my first time riding, it maybe would have felt a little bit better, but still, yeah, it's like, you want that, you want that full experience, man. When that full experience is hitting, it is hitting hard, man. It is so good. So yeah, maybe one day the beat goes on. We'll, uh, Indy, good old Indy will, uh, will finally find a little rest and recuperation and, get a little repair going. Yeah. Cause I mean, if I'm going to mess up my mm. knees on a ride, I want at least everything to be working and it never always is working. And <laughs> let me tell you too, though, uh, having the entire road to myself, uh, it, I definitely got flung around more than usual. Usually mm. I'm like flying up into, you know, uh, Tristan or you or somebody else <laughs> is kind of like bracing me a little bit. But with that entire row, it was like, whoa, now I'm, I've, I've, I felt even more off the rails than I, uh, than you usually do on that ride. Yeah. I usually don't move too much because my knees are locked up against. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm like in pain as they knock for it, especially when they go over the bridge and it does that like herky jerk. Yeah. Oh man. My, like my knees, I'm just like crying. I was like, Oh no. Yeah. That's more why I'm short. Right. Oh, my knees. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that was, that was Disneyland. That was day one. Um, Like I said, I left a little bit early. Partially because I was exhausted, but also I knew the next day was the real reason that uh, that I was super nervous, which was to try to a get uh, a web slingers boarding pass, but also be be prepared to not get that boarding pass at seven a.m. and to show up early enough in line so that I did not have to wait in this super extended four to five hour um, standby queue. Uh, that was not something I wanted to do. It was like, listen, if I, if I get it great and I'll be in line early, I can focus on other stuff and just kind of enjoy my morning in the park. Or uh, if I don't get it, then I can still have direct access into Avengers campus. So I ended up showing up at 6.30 a.m. again at the Harborside entrance. There were definitely quite a few people already there, but I was pretty far up. I felt pretty good about my position. Mm. 7 a.m. rolls around. Again, this method that I have, I have workshopped to death. I have figured out the precise way of nailing this. Completely came through. Bam. Boarding group 19. Mm feeling pretty good. All of a sudden it was like, Ooh, the day has completely opened up for me. No more stress feeling good about it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I basically the, the, the they started letting people in at around, uh, eight o'clock. The line started moving. I think they stopped doing this, but I could be wrong. But at that point when they were still doing all the social distancing, they were letting people into the park 
early to try to just kind of clear out space mm-hmm. <laughs> at the entrance. Um, and uh, that was what was going on here. I was basically in the park by maybe 8.15, and uh, most of the rides were still kind of uh, doing their morning tests, but there were a few of them. I was able to hop right onto The Little Mermaid. They were done with their tests. They were just like welcoming people in. Uh, again, no stops for that Omni Mover system. But going through one shot with no stops feels like I mean it's it. You've won the lottery, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. A good way to start the day. Nice, kind of relaxed, mellow. Get off your feet. Enjoy some good tunes. It's just a good time. Uh, walked over to uh, Incredicoaster. They were also starting to take people in. Even at that, it was like before, it was maybe like 8.45 at that point. Hmm. Maybe a little bit earlier. Nice. Technically still before the parks were really open. Still though, it was like it was like a 15-minute wait, but still on it, off it, loved it. It's a great way, again, like just credit coaster in the morning. Spectacular. Yeah. You great get that morning work. light. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, you're looking out over everything when you're up there. It's fantastic. Uh, and so by this time also, like I said, I knew I was going to be in uh, Avengers Campus by, at the latest, 10 a.m. Mm. And so immediately what I started doing was trying to secure a uh, a PIM test kitchen and tasting lab uh, mobile order. Because I knew, like, hey, uh, if I can get one, doesn't matter if it's like a couple hours after 10, I'll be in the land. Like, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. That is pretty much my plan for the day basically hang out in Avengers Campus for as long as uh, I possibly can <laughs> until I lose interest. So uh, so there was nothing. Just like what you were saying. It was like, it was a very difficult thing, even that early in the morning. And again, like this is, this is one of these systems that has been kind of constantly changing. So at first on that opening day, basically everything was open, the entire schedule for the day was open in terms of those mobile orders. So you could place your kind of evening orders at first thing in the morning. um, And they sold out almost immediately. They were also letting people in to Avengers Campus. If all you had was a mobile order, you didn't have to wait in standby. You didn't have to have a boarding group for web slingers. They were just letting people in because uh, at least from what people were saying, the the restaurants were empty. (laughs) So... (laughs) They, uh, people, you know, it was, it was a little weird, but that was no longer the case. And what they had done instead was, uh, was kind of have a rolling, um, cluster that they would every few hours, uh, kind of let go of and make available. So like breakfast was available up until like 1045, only breakfast items were available in the PIM test kitchen. Tasting lounge was, was wide open. Um, but again, like it was. Nothing was really available. And so basically, I was able to, at first, get a tasting lounge spot by just doing, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth during that 20-minute period while I was waiting on Incredicoaster. And I was able to secure one at like 10.30 in the morning for for the tasting lab. And so uh, I was like, man, that's really, I hadn't eaten anything yet. I basically you know, checked out of my hotel and immediately rushed over. Uh, and I just wanted to ride a bunch of rides. I did not want to start waiting in line for Starbucks. Uh, again, that was like social distance. So Starbucks was like 
took you a, probably like 20 to 30 minutes to go through that mm. line, which was like, man, that that's not great. So, uh, so I hadn't eaten anything. And I was like, dude, do I really want to have like a sugary tequila drink on an empty stomach on what's going to be like a hot sunny day? Yes. And that's the best so, time to uh, get it. <laughs> what yeah well right yeah i was like dude i, I also want it i also want to make it until like noon <laughs> not vomit all over uh avengers campus not be Julian that guy asleep in the corners <laughs> sleeping it all yeah right i slept through avengers campus uh yeah right but uh but yeah and and i and i had heard everyone that had been through the test kitchen for breakfast basically said it was a major skip uh, it was a, it was a major skip in that it was, it was the equivalent of like fast food breakfast. It was just not yeah. good at all. And again, like breakfast in, in any of the Disney parks is just not something that they're doing right now. Maybe I take it back. Maybe right now they are, but this kind of reopening period, they were not, there were very few and far between breakfast options. Also, I was like, I don't want to get into like some really long line and go through this breakfast thing and miss my web slingers boarding group. Mm. So I ended up getting a spot for breakfast for Pim test, uh, for Pim test kitchen. And, uh, I was like, dude, I, I, I don't want to spend a ton of money on food that I'm not going to like very much. I, I, prefer to save my money for the food that I am going to like, <laughs> hopefully, right? Like the lunch dinner and the shawarma and uh, all that other kind of stuff. So, uh, so I ended up just getting tater tots and bacon. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I just need something in my, in my stomach. It sounds and then like I a had a, <laughs> what? Sounds like a winner though. It was great. It was the way to go, man. I basically, um, meat and potatoes. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the tater tots are fantastic. I can confirm that is something that everyone has basically said. So I can echo that uh, that sentiment that the tater tots are great. Uh, the bacon was bacon. They were crunchy, man. Oh, they were no. crunchy, well seasoned. Uh, they were just they were just great tater tots, and they paired perfectly with like that crazy Pim, you know, tasting lab alcoholic beverages oh. that are ridiculously expensive. It was like fifteen bucks basically yeah. for you know, a mixed drink, but I was perfectly, uh, willing to accept that at 10 30 in the morning. <laughs> it was like, perfect. This is, this is working out well. And, uh, and then, uh, so, so I was able to go through that. Like I said, can confirm, uh, tasting lab, alcoholic beverages are great at the, uh, tasting lab test kitchen is like a very fun kind of, uh, experience. And then I got into line for web slingers in line for web slingers. I was able to get a, uh, a lunch reservation for or lunch mobile order for the uh, tasting lab there too. So mm. it was like, all right, this is, is working. But again, like for all of these reservations, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to go and book something. Here we go. Go through the process like you normally would. It was like for 10 minutes straight going back and forth and refreshing the page. And as soon as something would show up, immediately having to be fast to claim it because if you were half a second too late, it was gone. Uh, like as soon as something would show up, it was gone. So you had to be like really just dedicated and concentrating on just refresh, 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 refresh. Uh, and so I was, and I, you know, was able to take advantage of that. But, um, 
But anyway, so, uh, you know, just to talk about Avengers Campus just in general, uh, and then we can get into kind of the nitty gritty of all of these other aspects. Two, I mean, it, um, it was really surprising how much they were able to pack into such a small space, right? It's basically the former's bug, uh, bug's land. It's that area kind of between Cars Land and Hollywood Land. So it's just like there's not that much space yeah, there. Yeah, it's pretty small. It's pretty small. And the footprint isn't that large. Like if you were to walk from one end to the other, it's maybe like five, seven minutes. So it's not that, it's not that, it's not that long of a walk. It's not that much space, but there's just like a lot going on. I mean, in total, I think I spent easily, I spent five and a half hours in the, in the land total. Wow. And it wasn't like, I was just like, I better find stuff to do there. I was kind of bouncing around pretty effectively kind of going from ride to food or, you know, food to uh, ride to kind of experiences that were going on. Um, and, you know, just checking out kind of all the details and taking my time. But like I said, it was, it, it, it was easy to spend that time because there was just so much going on mm. constantly. Right. Yeah. That's, that's good. Cause I think that was one of our kind of complaints when, uh, with galaxy's edge is that, you know, yes. You don't have a lot going on. I mean, you have the rides, but outside of the rides, it's just shopping and some food. And if you're not eating, you need to be shopping, but there's nothing like, like there was very little that wasn't paid for in that area for people to experience. So it's nice to sound like there is other stuff going on. I mean, I definitely saw that they had quite a few like shows, uh, yeah. performances going on. Totally, man. Like in the galaxy's edge comparison is perfect because it, 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 in a weird way, like it feels like one area or one land does a lot of stuff uh, well that the other land doesn't. <laughs> and so, but clearly they've uh, learned a lot and taken a lot of that feedback that was had at Galaxy's Edge because yes, the character encounters are so well done and so well incorporated into the land itself that, uh, that, uh, that it, it just felt very natural. And it was like, I kept on thinking like, why didn't galaxy's edge do this? Like it was kind of like they delivered on the promise initially that we had of like, you'd be walking around and stuff would be going on. You felt like you were joining, you were like entering into this place where like stuff had already been going and stuff continues to go on. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, and and that stuff for the most part are these kind of like shows. So they've got a handful of them. Um, uh, there's the the Spider-Man stunt show that takes place on top of the Web Slingers building, um, and that's kind of fun. Uh, it's short, but you do get that stuntronic, <laughs> that stunt animatronic that we've seen uh, kind of advertising, and they've been kind of teasing us for a really long time. It was pretty. Wild, and it was a very cool way of they do this in a, in a couple of places, right? Where they introduce the Spider Man photo op and meet and greet through like a, a context in the land, like through 
um, kind of like a show. So in this case with Spider-Man, he kind of shows up on the roof of the building, has kind of like a conversation with this kind of like an AI unit, flings himself, uh, you know, through the use of the stuntronic uh, into the air. It looks incredible. And then kind of repels Spider-Man style down a wall and then shows up and is like, hey, all right, it's meet and greet time. <laughs> and then people are like able to, you know, come up and say hi to Spider-Man and take their pictures and do all that kind of stuff. Similarly, like I thought it was really cool. Thor enters the land. I don't know if he, this is how he always does it. Thor enters through the Doctor Strange show. There's a uh, uh, there's a portion of the Doctor Strange show, which is which is kind of like a it's kind of like a glorified magic act, but it's it is it is so well themed. It was really cool. Mm. And ended up you had to wait like two hours in order to get like a, a really prime spot for it because it was so limited in terms of how many people were able to be allowed in. But it it was really cool. And there's a part of it where Thor like appears out of, you know, a Doctor Strange portal and he kind of like, you know, chops it up with Doctor Strange for a couple minutes and then leaves the sanctum area and he's just like in the land and there's Thor like for his meet and greet. It was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, this is, this is what like uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge really needed to do with how they're introducing characters and how characters are doing their thing, right? Like, I exited the Doctor Strange uh, kind of like, uh, you know, show and the uh, Dora Milaje show was like kicking off and they, the Dora Milaje were coming out and doing their kind of thing. It was like, oh yeah, like, okay, cool. Like it felt really cool. And then after they were done, um, you know, I like I hit up like Guardians of the Galaxy. And as I was coming out, like they had their music show that was going on outside and there was like, you know, a show going on on the roofs of uh, the rooftops of the Avengers uh, headquarters, mm, yes, which was really cool. So it just felt like there was there was just constantly stuff going on, which felt really good. Right. And that was the big um, as you were talking about, that was a big disappointment of Galaxy's Edge is like it is this huge space with a lot of pockets of just nothing, <laughs> maybe like some set dressing, but just uh but just like a lot of nothing. And maybe you would see a character and you'd be like, Hey, how's it going? Like, you know, Chewie would be there and he'd be like, you know, Hey, yeah. Growl at you. Maybe you'd see Ray walking around. Maybe you'd see the stormtroopers or Kylo, but, but they weren't like really interactive. And, you know, it was quite possible because that area is so big that like you could walk around and spend a lot of time in galaxy's edge and just never see any characters right yeah <laughs> that's definitely happened to me before uh, that is not possible at the avengers campus there are so many of them doing so many different things even just like walking around on the roof that uh it is impossible to go through that land and not see quite a few of the characters yeah i think of uh, one of the things that I think the difference between the like the Avengers campus like characters and the Galaxy's Edge type characters going through is that it just seems like uh from everything I've seen online and that they've shown is that it makes the Galaxy's Edge characters just really seem really stiff as they yeah. I mean they they're I mean they're in character which makes sense but I mean, you got these characters that are just, and they have these areas for the characters, but it's like, well, it's a ship. And then what are you going to do? Come out of the ship and you talk about how the first order is like, 
you know, is is in charge, or you have on the other side, you have the re- rebel ship. So they talk about the repair of the ship, and then you know that they need to fight the first order. But it's it's pretty like stiff. Um, you know, people walk through the the first order walk through their their stormtroopers. So yeah, they're 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 guards, so they're not supposed to be. So it, I think that's kind of it. It kind of hurts, even though they're they are in character. Whereas in Avengers Campus, to be very lively and and kind of like uh, you can be cool and imposing, but still like active with the uh with the marvel characters i guess yeah so totally uh the other thing that they do that works really well in terms of characters is like they're not bound to any kind of timeline like certainly it's all inspired from mcu Mm -hmm. but it's not like galaxy's edge where this is like a very specific time frame and we are like we're in canon right like that was galaxy's edge is in canon and so you're not going to see Boba Fett. You're not going to see Luke Skywalker walking around. Uh, in Avengers Campus, you have like two Captain Americas. You have the uh, the uh, the kind of Falcon Captain America, which, you know, is the new Captain America, at least in terms of the latest and greatest uh, uh, MCU timeline. But then you also have the kind of straight up white bread Captain America. It's like, oh, uh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, you've, you've got Black Widow. Like, it's not it's not bound by any kind of timeline. And that just makes it more accessible, right? So you have kids that see characters that they, like, super recognize. And, like, who cares if they're, who cares if, you know, Iron Man's there, right? Like, that is what you would expect. That seems like the price of entry to an Avengers land. And they pay off on that. So like if Iron Man is something that you're excited for, like he's there. Who cares if he's like alive or not in the movie series? Like he's in Avengers Campus and you can meet him. And kids were super pumped to do that. And parents were super pumped to meet like their kind of characters that they had grown up with uh, and really enjoyed seeing. Um, And again, like you're not going to see that in Galaxy's Edge. We've talked about that. It's like the Galaxy's Edge is for the people where the prequels are their Star Wars uh, or uh, not the prequels, the current crop of Star Wars movies, the Disney Star Wars trilogy. Like that's if that's that that is the Star Wars that's represented there, not the uh, not the old one. Similarly, like there is Avengers music being pumped constantly through Avengers land and it is loud but it helps just kind of like get you into that Avengers zone. Uh, you're not getting that in Galaxy's Edge, right? You don't hear the Star Wars theme unless you're on like one of the rides. Yeah. So well, I think too, um, it, it also helps that I think um, the, it, it looks like uh, they are definitely more flexible with the uh, Marvel characters. So you do have multiple versions. Like they had regular Loki and now they have the new yes the new Loki from the Loki uh, Disney plus series in his, like what is his prison guard uh, his his prison uh, uniform. Cause I have not watched it yet. I'm waiting for another episode and then I'm going to start watching. It's great. It's really good. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm hearing great things and it looks great. And I, I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. It, it's just awesome. But uh, I'm just waiting for more because I know I'm going to watch one episode and be like, oh, I need to watch. I need another episode right now. So at least the first time we watch, we're going to have two episodes to watch. Um, there you go. But anyways, uh, yeah, I like that they're flexible with that. But then again, with uh, Star Wars, yes, because of how they're limiting themselves to just the the sequel trilogy uh, canon, they're kind of limiting themselves there. But then also there aren't multiple versions of of, uh, you know, these characters. I mean, I guess you could have kylo ren in his uniform and the, in his like full like uh first order garb and then maybe you could do him like after he decides he's not going to be the first order you rise of skywalker garb i guess and maybe even just have uh ray with her new lightsaber but those are such minor changes that yeah it doesn't Let's really be honest. stand out. nobody cares about that <laughs> nobody cares about those variants like come on I mean, come on like it, it just the fact that there is no baby Yoda meet and greet, there's no Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Like that is insane. That is that's the most insane they thing. Should right? be like, so how have that. we not figured this out yet? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like that's such that's a money in the bank. Insane, that's right? Money like, in that the is bank. such Cut a myth. Check. And <laughs> and the fact that they have not uh rectified that and not have just been like, you know what? Come on in, baby Yoda. And, and Mandalorian, like it's it's crazy, yeah. And uh, and and it just again, like this is go across the way to the other park, and it's like, yeah, they're doing it right in terms of that. Yeah, it's it's so weird that they're like so like hemmed in on this, and they're not cashing in on Baby Yoda. That's money in the bank. It just blows yeah. my mind. Blows my mind. I mean, they what they need yeah. to do is they they take that that new uh, Baby Groot animatronic that walks by itself make a baby yoda that there you <laughs> Use go that money in the bank just crazy right God, man that's just like yeah uh, i think so, i would be tripping over myself to go see that i know the yeah yeah right it was totally it, it, it's just right <laughs> it, it's just it's nuts that again it's they're very specific this is not everyone's star wars land this is this group, Star Wars. This is nobody's like, Star Wars. Let's be honest. Eh, nobody was super satisfied with that, uh, the new trilogy. So what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that is, of course, like head and shoulders above what's in Star Wars land. The other aspect that uh, I think um, Avengers Campus has over Galaxy's Edge, the, I thought the food through and through was better than what's at um that's what's in galaxy's edge so um so the pim taste uh, sorry the I'm, it's like the test there's the test kitchen and tasting lab i'll tell you what they got to do something to differentiate those two better because that <laughs> it doesn't it it's not working for me but anyway um the test kitchen is so well themed and they they have a lot of fun with messing around with like size of things obviously like mm -hmm. I, I had the chicken sandwich uh, which was very good. It was also served with tater tots. So I had tater tots with breakfast and lunch. Uh, I was not disappointed. Uh, I, I, uh, I was very happy and pleased with that fact. And, uh, and so that was really good. Um, I had the, what was it? The, the, uh, Terran treat ration, which was like a swirly, um, it was like a swirly churro that was oh, pineapple yeah, yeah. flavored. I thought, 
that was really good. I enjoyed that. It was like a different kind of uh, churro. Um, I had uh, had a shawarma, which I was not the biggest fan of. I'll, I'll tell you, I was. That was the one thing I was disappointed. And the more that I talk to people, and the more that I see other people trying it, I feel like I may have gotten a bad shawarma. I gotta I, be honest. I think you because did. I talked, dude. To, it, everyone's been raving about it. I actually, I talked to uh, before uh, going into this, uh, our friend who went yesterday. I was like, hey, Julian had this experience with the shawarma. You need to hit me up and let me know what your experience was. And he said his was on point. He loved it. So Mm. I had a feeling as I was eating it. So yeah, as I was eating it, I was like, man, I went to the shawarma. What was it? The the shawarma, the what's it? What's the cart called? The the shawarma palace. Shawarma palace two by the Hyperion, because basically, like I said, if you get food right now, there are so few places to sit within Pim's Test Kitchen uh, that you probably aren't going to find a seat. And so what you have to do is walk all the way over to have extended seating areas by the Hyperion. And so that's that. They also have a shawarma cart there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is is like kind of smack dab in the middle of the land. And there was always a line going there. And never a line going at the two, and uh, I figured that that the general rule of uh, s- stick to the place where people go, so that you're going to get a fresh uh, item. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put that aside, thinking that I would be fine, and I was not fine. So, <laughs> yeah, it was just a bum one, man. It was uh, it was super greasy. Um, it just uh, was kind of soggy. The flavor wasn't right. The uh, the yogurt sauce that was supposed to come with it, it didn't have any of the like cucumber or tomato, and it was like gloopy, man. Like all these people I'd seen, um, kind of putting it on their stuff, it just kind of nicely poured out. Mine wasn't. It was like the consistency of like a uh, of like um, of like a mayo or something like that. So mm. wasn't super happy with that. I mean, admittedly, too, I I had a lot of food by that point. So, uh, I, I did not finish it. So I wasn't like, you know, super like, wasn't like I was starving and I couldn't eat it, but yeah, I didn't finish it, which is, uh, it was not good, but still like very inspired stuff. Uh, and a lot of the other things that I've seen people try very cool looking stuff. So that was just the idea too. They serve it in a way like it's the, the tasting lab is set up as like a, uh, sorry, the test kitchen is set up like a, uh, you know, like a, um, a laboratory. So all the staff members there, the cast members are all wearing like lab coats served to you. There's like graph paper with, uh, kind of references to Ant-Man. So it's, it's just a lot of fun. The interior is really fun. They've got the pretzels that shrink and expand. Um, that's a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, I think that the, the tasting lab, I think I enjoyed my drink that I had from them, more than anything I've had at Uga's. But again, Uga's definitely has the atmosphere down. Yeah. Tasting Lab is very much just kind of like an outdoor bar kind of place, uh, kind of like a silo almost that you kind of get your drinks from. And it's fun. It's served in a little take-home beaker, so I definitely took mine. Okay. Uh, and um, the drinks all look kind of cool. But, uh, but yeah, Uga's is a lot of fun. Yeah, Uga's even if Even if it's just kind of hit or miss, but. Yeah, Uga's definitely has the atmosphere, and that's one thing they definitely got right. Although, I would kill for some, like, cantina music in there. 
like the legit yeah. like Star Wars canteen music in there. Just, Rather than the DJ Rex kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, beats. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just something that would go over so well in there, but, you know. It's true. Whatever. Well, and, you know, we're talking atmosphere here. I still do think that Galaxy's Edge has the edge. It, it beats, generally speaking, it beats uh, Avengers Campus in terms of just overall atmosphere. Like, while I'm in Galaxy's Edge, even though there's a lot about it that kind of feels like um, it's not it's not just like a living place, it doesn't necessarily feel that exciting, it still doesn't feel like any other part of, like, it doesn't feel like you're in a theme park, you know? Yeah. Like, that was one of the coolest aspects uh that i really appreciated of galaxy's edge and how they've designed it is that like it legitimately feels like you are no longer in disneyland um and you know you're kind of in a star wars land like literally yeah uh and and um and definitely not the case for avengers campus you feel like you are in you know disney california's avengers campus yeah <laughs> which, which is like fine but, you know, they kind of have this idea of uh, that you're a recruit, but they sh honestly, they should just drop that. It should just be like, hey, you're visiting like this campus. You're just like touring this campus. You're not like a recruit because you don't do anything. I guess kind of the Spider-Man ride is sort of like that. That's how they're contextualizing stuff that's going on with the uh, the rides. But outside of that, it's it doesn't like you never feel like you're in the middle of like a Marvel movie or you're in the middle of an actual campus. Yeah. I mean, that was the, one of the things that I was kind of concerned about because I mean, definitely you're right about galaxy's edge. It does feel like you are, you are in like, you're in the star Wars universe. You're not necessarily in something that is super recognizable as one of the locations in star Wars, but you do feel like you are, in a location that could be in Star Wars. Uh, and, yeah. and the land has a lot of like little, like little, like, uh, touches here and there that like are really cool. Like the Dianoga and the, and the water yeah. by the, by the drinking fountain is so cool. I love yeah, that yeah. thing. But, and then with Avengers campus, I was worried cause it's like, I mean, and even in the comic books, there's no, like, unless you go someplace like, Asgard, um, you know, some of those places like really out there, you're not going to really see it. You're not going to really have any locations that are really stand out as like, oh, yeah, I'm in the comic book, you know, because because yeah. I mean, most of what happens in the comic books, quite, quite frankly, happens in New York. So you would basically yeah. just be building New York in in a theme park. And I don't know if you really want that either. So um just like you, I mean, how are you going to make it feel like you are in the movie? You're probably not going to get that. So, but I mean, having the characters go around, that's how you, you like get that feeling, I guess, is instead. Yeah. And it's not even like a negative on Avengers Campus, because like I said, the, the, the only kind of thing that feels maybe half-baked is this idea that you're a recruit that's like attending this campus. Yeah. But uh, but it's like like I said, it's it's really more of a, a positive and testament to Galaxy's Edge than it is a, a negative on Avengers Campus. Like Avengers Campus uh, doesn't need to be like you're in the movie. Like the idea, and I think this is even part of the fiction, is like, oh yeah, they've opened up a campus at, inside this theme park, <laughs> and you're like, okay, fine. Like that that is 
fine. That's really all you need. Like I said, maybe they're overselling this idea that you're attending this campus as a recruit, but like, whatever it's, it, it is what it is. It's fine. Totally serves its purpose. Like I said, the characters, uh, and the character encounters of nothing else is, is enough to make up for that. So I don't see that as a major knock. Uh, the other kind of thing that I think galaxy's edge definitely does quite a bit better than Avengers campus shopping, uh, it's pretty underwhelming generally within Avengers campus, especially since they have so much of the merch that you, I think almost, like I said, I think almost all of it is available at that backlot 17 shop that they've opened up that you don't even need access into the parks. You can just, you can just walk into as kind of part of an extension of downtown Disney. Uh, they've got most of that merch there. The web supplier store, which is kind of the new big thing isn't very big. It's pretty small in general. There's not a lot of merch there. Um, there's some cool stuff for sure. I've got those Spider-Man goggles that you've seen kind of every, all the influencers wearing and yeah. a lot of other people wearing, which are very cool. I've got kind of like replica shoot web shooters, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, just in general, not a lot of really creative kind of cool merch. I guess technically they're considering the uh, the gift shop exit for Guardians of the Galaxy to be part of the shopping experience within the vendors campus is what it is. It's the same old uh, gift shop that you've yeah. seen for the last you know five six years. So nothing special there. But uh, but again, like it's it, it's it it I would say that is probably a little bit underwhelming that they didn't have more unique stuff and a lot of it is just kind of redundant. I get why they're doing that at Backlot 17 and maybe that'll change over time once you're just able to access a vendor's campus without some kind of long queue and everyone's able to go there. But, uh, but I mean, again, this is also part of the fact that like, yeah, they've clearly, for better and worse, invested so much into the shopping experience at Galaxy's Edge. It's hard to compare. My, well, I guess you may not have looked for this this is something i'm definitely gonna look for is did they sell any form of comic book in avengers campus uh nothing that i saw if it is there it's definitely not um definitely wasn't highlighted yeah i I figure they probably wouldn't but that just feels kind of like a letdown seems like a miss right i mean it's dude i told you man my original idea of having daily bugle like newspaper stands or just kind of machines, newspaper machines throughout the land, you'd pay like a dollar and you could get like a comic book out. That is like, I feel like that's a good idea. I feel like that is something that they should I mean, even if they didn't have that, like make the like trash cans look like the Daily Bugle, like newspaper dispensers or something. It just seems like they should have kind of that kind of stuff but definitely they should do like i mean they have marvel they can make a special uh web slingers comic that they sell in the in the store and they can just sell that i think they have one okay (laughs) maybe maybe but i don't know if they sell it in the store well we'll see Uh, i i haven't seen an offering for it as far as uh from the comic book shops uh so oh yeah I, i don't know where they're selling it but i've definitely seen uh, them talking about that there is some special edition web slingers comic, but I don't know how, I don't know how widely circulated it is, but yeah, that is, 
Definitely something to look out for. Curious if you find uh, anything, you should ask him, man. I'll, I'll, Light him up. I mean, I'll definitely be looking. I mean, you're there not going to hide something like that from me. I've I've spent nope. too much of my life in comic books. It is ridiculous and embarrassing, uh, but I'm still going to be doing it. So, I mean, <laughs> w- would you tell a cast member that? What? Just like get really indignant and be like, dude, it is ridiculous and embarrassing that there are no comic books here. Oh yeah, I I will say that. I'm yes, dude. I'm yes. I'm far yes. too old at this point to care about anything Good. anymore. Good. I'm at that point where I'm I'm borderline grumpy old man at this point where I just speak my mind whenever Attaboy. it comes to it's like I don't care. <laughs> I uh. Eagerly await that report. I, I did that not too recently uh, in a in one of our stand up meetings at work. I basically told everybody, you know, they came down to a question of if you could only have one burrito or taco. I basically told them I want both, and if I can't have both, I'll take yours. <laughs> Just, you can't stop. There we go. So it has been said. So it will be done. Uh. <laughs> Uh, well, there we go. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I, you have me very curious now, so I'm definitely, I, uh, I wait your trip report to hear about comics because yeah, it seems like that would be, have some, even just like a small little comic book stand would be, uh, would be legit. So hopefully, um, the other thing, so the last real aspect about, uh, about Avengers campus to touch on the rides. So like I said, the big one, the big new one, uh, is this Web Slingers Spider-Man Adventure ride. Obviously, you know, again, they're including Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a lot of fun. You've, it's, if you haven't done anything other than change the exterior slightly. Uh, they have this like weird kind of like like neon kind of gloop coming out uh, of the ground, which uh, which is kind of cool. But the ride itself is the exact same thing. Uh, so Web Slingers itself is fun the kind of pre-show is fun the queue is fun the ride itself is okay it is uh it's fun <laughs> but it, it, i mean it, it i didn't walk away feeling like this was something special um and it was cool i liked the the i found the um the web slinging itself to be more accurate than i was expecting um, because you don't, I mean, it just uses motion tracking to kind of track your hands. And so, uh, that was good times. The bummer, we were kind of talking about this, uh, about the downside of really only having one chance to ride it because of this virtual queue system is that really, it took me probably a third of the way through the ride to kind of figure everything out. Maybe maybe more like half, right? Mm. They've got like bonus things to shoot, uh, and a lot of other, a lot of things just going on screen at once so the idea is like you're supposed to be shooting these spider bots but like the spider bots are constantly in motion spider-man is involved in the action and things are like constantly moving so uh, half of the time in in a lot of these scenes it's basically this digital shooting gallery right you go from scene to scene um it's kind of cool it's very creative that each scene is an area of avengers campus so there's like the you know web slingers facility outside and then there's like uh the guardians of the galaxy the tavon collection and then there's the pim test kitchen area and uh the uh the quinjet hangar and 
so it's like, it's fun. You're going through these kind of various different areas, but things are moving so fast and constantly moving that I like was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I shooting at? I get that I'm shooting at these bots, but like I'm shooting at things and they're interacting with other things and things are constantly moving. And, uh, you know, there are like spider bots that are bonus bots. So you're trying to keep an eye out for those. But like I said, there is just so much movement constantly happening that it was really hard for me to get a good sense of like, am I doing the stuff that's happening on screen? Like, you know, there's this one point where it's like, you got to rescue Spider-Man. It's like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to do. And, uh, and so it was just like this really weird, like I said, feeling of just like, I, 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 things are just happening on screen and I'm making these motions and it's like fun and it's interactive for sure. But, uh, but it was, it was really overwhelming. And like I said, but by the time I felt like I had the hang of it, the ride was over and it was like, all right, well, I guess I can't ride this again for certainly not today. I don't know. I don't know when the next time I'm going to be in the park. Sounds very frantic. You know, I've heard people actually say it's like really a workout. So yeah, yeah, I expect that it's, it's a lot going on and yeah, you need really need like two times through really. Uh, you know, first is your tutorial and your next ride is the ride. You really are like having fun at. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can't ride it more than once now, which is one of those things that is really frustrating. Frustrating me is like, I want to get those, uh, those, the web power bands, the web shooter power bands, but I'm not going to buy it if before I, ride it at least once to see what the regular ride is. So I guess I, I just need to make another trip down. Uh, ah, yeah, they got you. <laughs> so they figured it out. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, it's uh, the easy comparison and it's apt is, uh, is to compare it to, um, you know, is to compare it to midway mania and it makes a lot of sense. It is a very, very, very similar ride um, and you know, the tough thing is I'm not sure if it's better. That's the hardest part, uh, it, which is too bad. I mean, I felt like it was kind of a similar thing with, uh, Smuggler's Run when that opened with Galaxy's Edge. Mm. Same kind of thing, right? These tiered openings where you're kind yeah. of getting the lesser of the two rides up front. But I did feel like at least Smuggler's Run felt like, an evolution on that star tour system where it was like, yes, it's interactive, but it's delivering one thing. It did really well, even though that was kind of disappointing too, but, it, but it really delivered on this idea of like, yeah, you're piloting the millennium Falcon, right? Yeah. Part of that is how incredible that exterior of the entrance is to smugglers run where you get that yeah. full size Falcon and that queue and that waiting area in the bridge and how you're in this cockpit where there's all these switches around you and that it moves and shakes and like you feel that movement. It feels good. And like I said, it is at least bare minimum, like a really good fantasy fulfillment. Yeah. You do not get that at all on web slingers. Like mm. it, it is felt kind of strange that you were in this stationary vehicle that didn't go with the movement on screen. Like there's a lot, again, there is a lot of movement and it's not just your stationary and things around you are moving. Like the scene is moving, but your vehicle is stationary the entire time. Mm. It's not like rocking at all. It's just like completely stationary. 
And so it feels like it does, it legitimately feels like I'm watching a video screen as opposed to like, oh, I'm actually taking part in, uh, in something that's going on that I'm watching. It's like, no, no, this is, this is a video screen that you're interacting with. Uh, and, and like I said, I feel like, I feel like, um, compared to Midway Mania, like they, on Midway Mania, they deliver on their concept so well of just like, yeah, it's a carnival game and you're in competition with these other people. But, uh, but it's pretty clear in terms of what you're doing for the most part. And, uh, and uh, the competition's pretty clear. And, and, you know, like I said, with Web Slingers, it just, it just isn't, it's not as clear what the competition is. Like, yes, everyone's getting a score, but there's like, this weird kind of story element to it that like, does this need to be here? So is this a story-based ride or is this a competition or is this like, you know, uh, it just feels like it feels half baked. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. And it's like, it, it it's fine. And it's, it, I don't want to say it's not fun because yeah, it was like, it had its fun, but dude, like, was I immediately like, I need to hop back on this. No, not really. Not really. Did I feel like I it kind of delivered on this fantasy that I was able to shoot webs as like Spider Man or use his kind of cool web shooting technology? Like, kind of, but again, like it felt like I was I was playing a video game. Yeah, I think, and it's kind of disappointing. It, yeah, and then you also don't even get a chance to write it a second time to to really like because i guess like one of the things that got me about at least with smugglers run is that when you first write it again you're you're really going through the tutorial so you're figuring things out you really don't know what's going on and you get to the end of the ride and you're like oh that was interesting that was fun and then like your subsequent rides after that you actually figure out that hey what I'm doing over here is actually making a difference in the actual ride. So there's like a payoff when you finally figure out like, Hey, I am affecting like how far we get in this ride and what the end result of the ride is. But you know, you, you don't, it it sounds like you don't get that at least because you, you don't get to ride it a second time at least, but, uh, but that element that you're talking about of like, Hey, if I did things differently, things might've ended differently in the ride or affected certain aspects of the interactivity. It's like that. I mean, I guess in the same way that like, um, maybe if again, like I'm not even clear in terms of how I was interacting with things, but like maybe if I was hitting certain objects differently, like I would see kind of different, you know, effects and destruction on screen. But again, like similarly in the way that midway mania does that, right. Where it's like, there's a progression to that. And if you kind of, destroy certain things then yeah like different things kind of appear and change on screen but uh, but again like it, it, it because web slingers is kind of is is kind of uh couched within this narrative it uh like i said it just feels really just feels really tacked on <laughs> it doesn't it is it, it, it like i said it didn't feel like particular particularly great fantasy fulfillment um and you're right like it definitely I, it would have been more fun if I would have had a couple of goes because I would have felt just more in control and like I would have known what I was doing. But honestly, like if I if I was told like, "Hey, you can write again, but you have to wait in an hour standby queue," I'd be like, "Nah, I'm cool. Nope, nope." Uh, whereas, 
like Smuggler's Run, I feel like it was, it wasn't until the second ride through that I was like, all right, I kind of feel like I've seen everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, like now I'm feeling comfortable and this is the same kind of stuff that I've seen generally. Uh, I feel like I can move on. Like with Web Slingers, I feel like, eh, like maybe I might get a higher score, but like, yeah, I feel like within that first ride through, I've seen everything I need to see. I think for Smuggler's Run for me, I didn't really appreciate it until I played, I sat at each of the seats. And then once I sat at each of the seats and then I, then I went in and I kind of knew what I was doing. Then I felt like, okay, all right, I get it now. And I mean, I enjoy it each time I ride it, but it's, it doesn't, it still doesn't blow me away, but uh, unfortunately my competitive side kind of takes over. So I'm always more kind of like, I mean, it's the same thing with Midway Mania or, or, or the Buzz Lightyear blasters, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be competitive. So I'm always going to be like, all right, we got to ride this and I got to, I got to do better than last time. So uh, I'm not very good at midway medium, but the others I am. <laughs> yeah. So, well, fair enough, man. so, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to feeling, seeing what it's like in web singers. Sure. Um, I definitely want to see what I really want to check out how it is with the, uh, power bands but i'm not gonna get one the first time and we'll see what happens because it was funny because uh at work it was they were kind of like looking at that because i guess uh they may use similar technology than what we were using oh boy whoa (laughs) should i clip that out henry nah i mean it's just it's technology we looked at but uh, uh or they were some of the people were curious how that technology worked if it was really good or not. So. Got it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it like it, it, it is, uh, it's fun for what it is, but it's just not again, like it in comparison to galaxy's edge with uh smugglers run and some of the other stuff that's out there. Like, it's just not, I, I, I was a little bit disappointed by it, but generally speaking, I was really happy with my time in Avengers campus, which usually like the ride sets the tone for me. That's oftentimes how I operate. So it's very uh, different for it to be not the case here. (laughs) It's like a very strange thing for me, but, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, that was most of my day at DCA was in Avengers campus. Other than that, it was kind of just hitting the, hitting the big boys that I like so much. I hit radiator Springs, which was a, a lot of fun radio springs racers um that was just always good times right it's it's hard to just take all that ride in every time i ride it because it is so well done and uh and just so much fun man yeah. one of my favorites but, dude yeah for good reason that's great um i'm trying to think did i do anything else i don't know man like but that was that was those were the highlights regardless overall very good trip uh, very interesting kind of time to visit the parks. And once I kind of let go of, of, uh, just kind of going into my, my kind of traditional Disney park rhythm, it, uh, it was fine. I had a great time just in general, uh, definitely a little, a little toasted, uh, on the skin, a little sunburned, but, uh, from all the outdoor weight, I blame the, 
Blame that radiator racers uh, extended cue, man. That was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But uh, it was worth it, man. It was worth it. It was good times. Uh, that and like the two hours of waiting outside for the Doctor Strange show. Also worth it, though. Well, I'm glad to hear that so, at least Avengers Campus is, is worth the worth the visit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, worth the wait. Very excited to hear what your thoughts are when we uh, get there. We've got a couple more weeks until that happens, but... Uh, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it was good times. Happy for everybody uh, that was able to check it out. Happy for, you know, again, like it's still insane to think that, you know, uh, a couple of years after Galaxy's Edge, we have Avengers Campus open on uh, at Disney California Adventure. So that's uh, it's just good times, man. Hard to complain about that. Yeah. I mean, such a, like, Two like lands opening so close to each other is such a rarity, but man, I mean, looking at the stuff that's happening now, now I'm kind of actually jealous too for what I'm seeing happening over in Paris. Yeah. You're talking about with, uh, what, what specifically that's true because they have an Avengers campus. They're also, it's very interesting. They're doing a, uh, kind of a similar thing, I guess that we're doing here where they're repurposing one ride and uh, and bringing in another one, but what what specifically is uh, well the making you excited? The, uh, the cars, uh, what is it road trip that they're calling it? Uh, I want I yeah. want to check that out. I, I mean that just looks really cool. Uh, mainly also because I I really like cars, but I even saw like the concept art for their Pim's Test Kitchen. Uh, yeah, and theirs has. A Hulkbuster armor in it, and I'm a, and I'm definitely miffed that we didn't get the Hulkbuster armor in ours, because <laughs> mm. that would just be so awesome to see up close. Um, <laughs> but and, and then they also they get that uh, that Marvel themed uh, hotel as well. Yeah. So I mean, it's like they're getting what, and they're getting a roller coaster. They're getting an Iron Man. Yeah. Coaster. So it sounds it, it really sounds like they're getting everything we got. And more. And now I'm kind of like, why didn't we get that? <laughs> <laughs> well, is it there, the coasters from it was their former rock and roller coaster yeah. that's being rethemed, uh, but uh, now turned into, yeah, an Iron Man coaster. And let's see. And they're getting the web slingers, I think, as well. Is that right? Yeah. Who's getting? So I know between what? So. Between Hong Kong's, so there's still Hong Kong has an Avengers area as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm trying to think. One of them gets the Quinjet ride, and one of them gets Web Slingers. I forget which one it is. Mm, anyway, yeah. who knows? But uh, yeah, man, Avengers campuses coming all around the world. Good times, unless you're in Orlando, and then you can't get it. You got to go over to uh, got to go over to Islands of Adventure. Yeah, but to be fair, Islands Adventure, uh, Islands of Adventures, Spider Man ride is on point. That's some good, good three D in that. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Oh man, I love that three D. It was so weird to see this the same systems used for the Transformers ride in uh, Universal's Hollywood. That just it's just not as good as the Spider Man is totally it feels night and day different 
Like it's so well done for the Spider-Man. It was just so underwhelming with the Transformers. But man, well, wouldn't that be uh, the cure? So here's the question. Think about this, Henry, and then we'll we'll revisit after you've had a chance to ride Web Slingers. Which Spider-Man ride is better? The old Islands of Adventure or the new hotness? Web Slingers. Uh, well, right now I'm thinking that the old hotness is probably... Ah. I'm just saying. Uh, time. I've ridden it and it was will. amazing. I mean, that time was the best. Going ever. with an open mind, Henry I'm, I mean, I'm going to check it out, but I'm just... I'm just saying is that that was the best 3D I'd ever seen in a ride still to this day. Holy. Dude, sounds good. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah. Well, that just about does it for today. Remember, you can catch The Great Park Hop each and every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast service just so happens to be. As always, if you made it this far, you're hopefully enjoying the podcast. So don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and hit that like button. This has been episode 54 of The Great Park Hop, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Until then, stay healthy, everybody. Henry, you take care, big guy. Also, Pingo Dose. Eh. <laughs> I'd leave that too. Uh, curious on your thoughts. <laughs> I'll definitely let everybody know what I have to go in. <laughs>